I enjoyed that song. It's one of my, I like that song. Uh, thank you for singing that and Miss Amanda playing it. Uh, that was a blessing. Amen. Let's go back to Philippians <clears throat> chapter number one. We'll be in uh, chapter one, maybe a little bit in chapter number two tonight, uh, continuing a little bit with the thoughts uh, from this morning. While you're making your way there, one of the things I forgot to announce during the announcements, as prayer request, I guess, uh, we did have a family that was visiting uh, this morning, and they had called uh, inquiring about um, using uh, the building once a week uh, for a uh, homeschool co-op. And, uh, and so they uh, showed up in the services today, and, uh, and I'll be talking with them uh, maybe Tuesday or something uh, about that. And uh, so it might be like a Monday, uh, they would come in and probably have them use the uh, spaces upstairs, maybe the fellowship hall, if they do that. So I'll ask some questions and find out a little bit more about that. I don't know how they, uh, they um, knew to contact us or whatever. Uh, but anyways, if you'll think about that and pray with me about it. Uh, we want to be a blessing to people. We want to, you know, uh, allow for the community to be here. Uh, we've had uh, quite a few people in the last couple of years because of the preschool, and uh, that was one of our goals was to provide the preschool, but then reach families, and, and the Lord's been allowing that, uh, and even beyond uh, just the friendships and things that are being uh, built, uh, and uh, so that might be something that we'll do, uh, and uh, that would be a little more activity. I think they have about 30 students uh, is uh, what they're saying, and, uh, and so that's all I know is they want to, and, uh, and I'll talk to them on Tuesday about that. All right, we're going to be back in Philippians chapter number one. Uh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, I was watching uh, Fox News, and uh, there was, um, I, I can't remember what uh, his uh, title is, but he's uh, an admiral, uh, I think, in the Navy or whatever, and, but he's uh, transgendered, uh, and I forget what he does now in the government, uh, but he was representing our country uh, and uh, elsewhere, is, is an, not as an ambassador, but uh, there was two people that were there. And I just thought to myself about, you know, ambassadorships and representing countries. And, and really, I'm, I'm constantly want to put, you know, uh, embarrassed about the people that we have representing the United States of America uh, abroad. Uh, and uh, things that they say, things that they do. And, and really, when we send people, um, being an ambassador, you're a representative uh, of uh, of the country, you know, of the kingdom. Uh, we know that as Christians, we are ambassadors. Uh, the Bible teaches us that. Uh, we're heavenly citizens. Uh, physically, uh, you know, I'm a citizen uh, of the United States of America. Spiritually, uh, I'm a citizen of heaven. I always look at that. The fact is being maybe having dual citizenship. And, uh, and, uh, but um, I'm supposed to obey God rather than man, uh, and, and I try to balance those things out uh, in my life. Uh, but this passage of Scripture and what we read this morning um, talks a little bit about that uh, when it says our conversation uh, in the, the gospel of Christ uh, is how we represent Him. Uh, now, as we're going to read the text and then give a little bit more background and get into things, give you three points and, uh, and things, pray for me uh, so I might flare up or whatever. I try not to move my neck uh, right now, and, uh, and at lunchtime, uh, we had Mrs. Reno's leftovers on the floor in a bag, uh, and this is how big her prime rib was. I, I pulled my neck out picking it up, uh, and, and, uh, and uh, so uh, anyways, I uh, had a really rough afternoon, and, uh, and so uh, I've had a lot more medicine uh, here recently. So uh, this morning in uh, the book of Acts, uh, the people at Mars Hill uh, were referring to the Apostle Paul as a babbler. Uh, and, uh, and that's kind of how I feel right now that 
I'm, what I'm doing. I'm babbling. Uh, and so just pray with me and we'll get through it here tonight. And pray that I can get some answers about what's going on uh, with all of that too. So let's read our text. You can remain seated. Verse number 27 of chapter number 1. The <clears throat> Bible says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is uh, to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the, on the behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which he saw in me and now here to be in me. If you look over into chapter number 3, just briefly, uh, just one verse there, in verse number 20, he uses the same word, conversation. He says, for our conversation is in heaven. Um, our, uh, our citizenship uh, is what he's talking about. Uh, we are citizens of heaven. Uh, our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who shall change our vile body, uh, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. So uh, he's using the same uh, point, uh, making to them. And I love the book of, uh, of uh, Philippians, uh, and I've spent a lot of time in there. If you were to go look at my Bible, it's almost, uh, it's just trash with all the notes. Uh, in things from this passage of Scripture. Now, backing up, I said I'd give a little bit of a head start to these points. Um, remember, always remember when we study the Bible that uh, all the Bible is was written for us, but not all the Bible was written to us, all right? So we look at context. We look at, you know, who is God speaking to through the writer. Uh, here it's a local church at Philippi. Uh, these are saved, uh, mostly saved Jews and saved Gentiles, uh, and he's speaking to them all the way through the Bible. In fact, I mentioned Paul a moment ago as far as the, um, being a babbler. Uh, when he preached his sermon at Mars Hill, uh, there was some time. He was waiting for, uh, for Silas uh, and, uh, and Timothy to get there. Uh, and he was in the, daily in the marketplaces disputing. Uh, and, uh, and he saw uh, the place given to idols, uh, and, uh, and he was, uh, he was upset about that. Uh, and uh, during that time, uh, he, would, uh, he would be preaching uh, to people, but when he finally began uh, his sermon uh, in the synagogue, uh, he addressed them uh, and really packaged the gospel message that he was going to give to uh, the Athenians um, by, you know, what he observed and, and, uh, and what they would understand and what they would know. Uh, and we find him doing that. We find um, we, our Lord doing it. Uh, he, he used a lot of agricultural um, stories and, uh, and parables because he was preaching to people in an agricultural economy. Uh, and uh, he would talk to them. Uh, in fact, I used this the other day with somebody I, uh, explaining the not nuances, but um, the things that we take, like turn the other cheek. Uh, when the Bible says to turn the other cheek, that doesn't mean we just let people abuse us. Um, he's speaking to people that um, one of the worst things that could happen to a person in that culture was to get slapped in the face. 
And, uh, and so he's talking about humbling yourself or going the second mile. Uh, as Roman citizens, uh, they could take Jewish people, uh, soldiers, and say, uh, all right, uh, I need you to carry, by law, if you have to carry their shield and all their armament or whatever, and to go up one mile by law, and they, all they had to do is say, hey, you, carry this, and you had to do it. And so Jesus says, go the second mile. So when he said those things in those sermons, the people who heard Jesus understood it um, directly, literally, uh, what he meant, uh, and, uh, and they got it and understood it. It's a little bit more difficult for us because we didn't live in that context. So when we read the Bible and we want to interpret the Bible, we always have to remember that uh, these words were written for us, but not to us, and that helps us to understand the context and to make fair application because really uh, we, we do a lot of misapplying. Uh, of, uh, of Scripture, uh, and, uh, and it's just because uh, we, we're not considering these things. So I want to consider them in this passage of Scripture uh, with the church at Philippi. Uh, they were, uh, of course, uh, a, a fledgling church, a new church. God had blessed them. Uh, but uh, Paul, writing from prison, is a prison epistle. Uh, as I mentioned this morning, briefly, uh, there was disunity in the church. He, want, he is praying for them. He, he, he didn't know if he's going to be able to see them. He, he wanted to. Uh, and, uh, and Paul uh, was writing. And so there's that tone. Uh, if you can imagine Paul writing from a prison cell and giving this information to this local church, there's a sense of urgency uh, on his part and probably as they received it and listened to it um, on their part as well. Uh, and, uh, and so he's, he's writing these things out. And the first thing he deals with when he says uh, to let our conversation be as it becometh the gospel, uh, he's, he's dealing with politics, all right? Um, uh, one of the, uh, when the last election uh, that we had uh, and a lot of preachers talking about politics, whatever, people get upset uh, when, when pastors preach. There's, there's rules and laws, okay, the, with non, you know, uh, the um, uh, losing tax-exempt statuses and all that kind of stuff. Um, we should never be afraid to talk about all that stuff. We didn't preach the Bible, uh, please understand. Um, but, you know, I, I have no problem telling people who to vote for. <laughs> uh, never mind just, you know, uh, go vote, register, or whatever. I'm kind of opinionated that way. Uh, but um, there's, God addresses these things in the Bible. Uh, and he's, he's telling uh, Paul, by inspiration of God, he's telling them to let their conversation. Uh, and you say, well, what does it mean? It means, you know, uh, you've heard it, we need to walk our talk. It's not just talking, speaking, it has to do with our testimony or our walk with God. But this verse here and that verse we read in chapter number three, uh, and I don't, I don't know Greek, uh, but the root word for that word used both uh, is where we get the word politics. And it means, in its sense, um, their, their citizenship. So he says, let your citizenship because, uh, again, who's he, who's, he preach it? who's he writing this letter to? The Church of Philippi. Uh, the city of Philippi was a Roman colony, all right? The Romans in Roman, I mean, ever, they're proud of being Romans. Everything is about Rome, uh, and they did, not, uh, they did not want or, uh, or tolerate um, things outside of Roman culture and the things that they would do. One of the reasons that the church at Philippi was being persecuted was because they were, and they're being reminded here, and they kind of slacked on it perhaps, 
uh, or Paul was concerned that uh, the more they were persecuted, that the less they would stand out. But they stood out in the Roman culture. Uh, they talked different. They looked different. Uh, they believed different. Uh, and and uh, they gave uh, gr- great value to being ambassadors uh, of the heavenly kingdom uh, in that Roman colony. Uh, and, uh, and it was causing them extra uh, persecution. Uh, and uh, so this, the, this whole idea, uh, excuse me, let me skip all those things there. Uh, that'll save us a little bit of time. Uh, but it's a political term. It speaks to the conduct and behavior of citizens. So uh, a proud Roman colony, uh, fanatically loyal uh, to Rome. Um, the people uh, in Philippi kept to the Roman language. They kept to um, all the Roman customs and affairs, um, the style of dress. Uh, they did all of that, uh, and they refused uh, to be influenced <laughs> or, or to compromise that by anybody. So when these Christians were there uh, and they were doing that, um, uh, it, was, it was trouble for them. So when, uh, when Paul said to the church at Philippi, to let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, they knew exactly what he was talking about. Um, and uh, they, they were citizens of heaven, uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and so they were to keep close ties to the gospel of Christ, Christ himself, regarding how they spoke uh, to their customs, uh, what they did, uh, their, their um, dress. Uh, their, uh, there was to be no infiltration to their ambassadorship, uh, their citizenship, by the culture that was around them. Now, one of the, uh, a pet peeve, I've got a lot of them, uh, but um, I just despise when preachers, Christians, um, talk about, uh, you know, uh, culture and we've got to be in the culture or whatever. That is not a, that is not a Bible thing. Um, the gospel was never changed from culture to culture. When the gospel was preached, this culture, that culture, people conformed to the gospel. They conformed to the word of God. Uh, they, they were changed. Um, when you uh, became a heavenly citizen and an ambassador for Christ, you now have a responsibility to represent um, your king. Amen. And so he said to let your conversation be is becoming as the gospel of Christ. Uh, to them, like, okay, uh, we need to be peculiar people. We need to stand out. We need to come out from among them and be separate. The Bible is filled with stuff like this when you understand and realize and read the context. You start taking verses out, uh, you know, uh, it's like we, um, you know, we read things about the Pharisees and washing hands and, you know, things that defile and on and on and on, uh, and, and we make all kinds of bad applications to our abuses of liberty. Uh, and uh, and uh, when, when God was speaking, <laughs> you know, to the church at Galatia, saved Jews in Galatia uh, about um, uh, them trying to balance grace and the law in their life. And then, we, and then we, we apply it to so many things that we shouldn't. It is dishonest. It's dishonest when preachers preach it. And by the way, it, it, kind of, it shows a, a lazy scholarship, I believe, on the part of those pastors. Uh, and uh, and uh, I'll just throw this out there. Some of the, the ones whose soapboxes are as independent Baptists uh, who just preach topical messages and on and on. They give, give a verse and then they preach on, you know, whatever uh, and uh, dress standards and blah, 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 which isn't true, um, are, one of the, are some of the, the worst um, offenders 
uh, of, of not preaching Scripture in context. Uh, so the first thing he says to them, he's, he's speaking to them. He wants to put it right in their wheelhouse. Uh, they are Christians uh, in a Roman colony uh, that were being persecuted because they stood out. And he's encouraged them to keep going, to be united uh, in this endeavor and to, and to remember your heavenly citizen. So point number one, you need to remember that. Remember who you represent. Uh, and it's a 24-7 thing. <clears throat> and uh, I mean, it's an honor, I guess, if, we, if you are chosen to be the ambassador uh, of the United States to, to wherever. Uh, and, uh, and forever, as long as you live, uh, even if you're not doing it anymore, they, people would refer to you as ambassador. Ambassador Reno. Uh, and uh, uh, because you just carry those titles, you know, with you beyond all that. Uh, but you know what? I am Ambassador Reno. Uh, and I represent um, heaven, uh, and, uh, and, it, and it's not just pastors. Um, you represent heaven as well. So you can read into it all you want, but uh, when he's talking to them, he's saying, you need, to, you need to represent heaven with everything you do, how you talk, how you dress uh, in this Roman culture, uh, and it's going to be tough, but you need to be unified in it, uh, and, uh, and, you need to, and you need to stand um, firm uh, and stand fast. Uh, and so he deals first in this passage with politics. The second thing that he deals with, or the, the way that he brings the point home, wanting to package it uh, so that they would understand it, he deals with it with, it, with athletics. Uh, let's read forward just a little bit more. He says, Only let your conversation be as it become of the gospel of Christ, that whether I come to see you or else be absent, that I may hear of your uh, affairs, stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together, for the faith of the gospel. Uh, so that phrase, they're striving together, uh, had to do with contending um, together, um, fighting. It, it spoke of, of agonizing. Um, Paul used sports analogies uh, quite a bit. You think of, uh, as he spoke of wrestling, you know. Uh, and, uh, and when we, uh, when, as Christians, uh, our, when we stand for truth and right, it is, when he uses that analogy of wrestling, it was like, like not WWE, sorry, Brother Craig. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about like life and death, uh, like real, sorry, I'm sorry, uh, uh, real wrestling, all right, uh, to where people in, in coliseums would fight to death. Uh, that's what he's talking about. Uh, and uh, so, as he said, striving together, they, they realized um, what, what Paul meant. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a cakewalk. It, it wasn't just half-heartedly, we're just going to go through your Christian life in this Roman colony uh, and, uh, and just get by by the skin of your teeth. Uh, there's going to be some, some striving together. That means to make efforts. It means to use exertions, to, to labor hard, contending uh, for the faith. Uh, it is, it, it, for them, um, in many New Testament Christians at that time, in church history and, uh, and uh, um, through the, I, I reminded somebody just a couple weeks ago uh, when they were complaining about, uh, about their people group uh, and how oppressed they were uh, that uh, I just said the most oppressed people on the planet uh, historically have been Christians. 
uh, when you look at the dark ages and uh, all the different things and, uh, and all through the course of history, uh, and it was tough for them. We don't know that kind of persecution, and I hope that we never see it uh, as Christians. I mean, I don't, I'm not a sadist. I don't want, uh, I know that when, when we suffer for well-doing, and he, and he tells you need to have complete obedience uh, and that you're going to suffer for his sake in this passage of Scripture even. Um, um, we don't like pain. We don't like to be uncomfortable. Uh, but when we do have pain and we, and we are uncomfortable spiritually so uh, is because we're, people are giving us a hard time, um, we're supposed to expect that and not to think you know, that it's strange uh, because God's prepared us for it. And Paul's telling them, uh, you, know, you, need to, you need to remember uh, who you are and what you represent, uh, whether I'm there or not. Uh, and uh, I, I said some, somebody the other day, you know, character, character is what you are when nobody's around. Reputation is what everybody sees. Uh, and uh, and uh, Paul's saying, if I get out of jail, you need to be faithful if I come there. If I don't come there, whether I'm absent or there, uh, you, need to, you need to remember who you are. Uh, and again, later he says, please, pretty please, it'll make me really happy in chapter number two uh, if, uh, if you do this. And then he repeated it again in chapter number three. And, he's, uh, and he, Paul, Paul didn't hold any punches. Um, he, he told people, you know, like you owe me your own life uh, in Philemon. Uh, there's another one here. He's talking about Epaphroditus to pray for him and receive him uh, in chapter number two. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and it said that he, uh, he's going to make it. He was sick. Uh, and, uh, and I'm glad that he's not. I'm paraphrasing uh, because it would have broke my heart, uh, and you ought to be glad too. Uh, and he says the reason that Epaphroditus was sick, uh, verse number 29 says, uh, Receive him therefore uh, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation, because for the work of Christ he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service to me. He says Epaphroditus almost worked himself to death because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And so when he shows up in town, you receive him and you take care of him because uh, he means a lot to me and he means a lot. Uh, and so he's, he basically was like, hey, you guys at Philippi almost killed this guy uh, for your lack of service. Um, he burned himself out uh, to the point of death. And so the Apostle Paul uh, is a pretty straightforward <laughs> uh, kind of a, a preacher, which I think is great. So he says... Um, uh, politics, your conversation in Christ, you be united, striving together. Uh, he, he's dealing with athletics uh, and bringing it, uh, bringing it to them uh, in a way that uh, they would understand. And that's a pattern. We should do that. Always know your audience. Uh, you know, if I'm, preaching, if I'm preaching here to everybody from, you know, little to, uh, to, uh, to older, um, I, I have to be mindful of who's in the room. Uh, in the things that I say or how I say them. Uh, if, uh, uh, you know, Friday, um, Lord uh, willing, I mean, excuse me, Saturday, I'll uh, be in here acting crazy with the, with the kids. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I, I preach and teach differently. Um, if, I'm, if I'm talking to, you know, uh, we use illustrations, everything, depending on who uh, we're talking to. And we're asking you to do that if you're helping with Vacation Bible School to take the lessons that uh, we have that were prepared lessons and then you, you, you uh, prepare uh, for the age group uh, that you have. So you might have to use different words or, uh, or different illustrations. Uh, Paul did that at, at everywhere. 
uh, and, uh, and we need to take that. So he used politics, athletics, and then I needed another X uh, for my third point. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm looking at this passage, uh, and it said in verse number um, 28, And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, uh, again, he said to be fearless, uh, and that when you are, you know, you have faith and you're standing firm uh, and you're unified and you've got boldness, uh, that that shows the lost, uh, that they're in perdition and destruction. It's an evidence of that, a proof of it. It's also proof uh, that you are saved, uh, is because God, God just does all that. It's a token. It's a sign. Uh, and God, God says, if you're saved, there's going to be signs and evidences. Uh, and how you think, uh, your belief drives your behavior, what you do, uh, all of that is what it is. And so um, the word terrified uh, was, uh, in its sense, literally meant, um, uh, it, was a, it was a reference to, um, to horses or animals, that are, are, that are suddenly spooked or scared. Uh, if, you, if you're just, uh, you know, uh, weirdest that camp, if you go by the horse or whatever and make a loud noise or uh, whatever, they, would, uh, they might buck up or whatever. And so that it had the sense of, uh, of an animal or of horses. So as he's speaking to them in, in, he, in the word that he used, speaking not the English word, uh, terrified is what we understand it, but it had the idea of being startled suddenly. He says, don't, don't be afraid. Uh, and uh, uh, don't, uh, um, uh, you need to be fearless. And so uh, the, the word for that is uh, hippologic. <laughs> and uh, you think hippology would be the study of hippos, uh, but it's uh, the study of horses. <laughs> and, uh, and so he used, uh, he used politics, athletics, in hippologics, uh, I don't know, uh, kind of fit. Uh, and, uh, but the, he said, don't be like a spooked horse. Don't get scared all of a sudden. Uh, and uh, it, by your adversaries, he's, he's, already, he's instructed Christians. And, and we know they, as, as saved Jewish Christians, you know what? They would read Joshua uh, and, uh, and, uh, and understand that they needed to be, uh, or about Joshua, uh, that he needs to be, uh, they have to have courage. Uh, and to stand, uh, and that God was, was on their side. Uh, and they understood who they were. And now under grace uh, with Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit that God had given them uh, and had told them to go out and they're turning the world upside, upside down for Christ, uh, he, says, don't, uh, he says, don't worry about your adversaries. Uh, and, and, and if you do that, he says uh, he's uh, going to bless. And, of course, uh, he wanted uh, complete obedience. And so uh, when you think of as an ambassador or, uh, or our duties to the king, uh, our king Jesus, um, he wants us to be a conscious witness, uh, to let our conversation, our citizen, our walk with God uh, be, become the gospel of Christ. He wants us to have a consistent life. Uh, and uh, uh, whether he's there or not, uh, we need to have faith. When he hears of our affairs, Paul, of the church at Philippi, uh, that he can hear that they, they stood fast and, uh, and uh, they were consistent in that one spirit and one mind. Uh, no bickering and, uh, and, and having uh, some humility uh, about you. They had to have a confident faith, uh, stand fast. Uh, they had to have a cooperative spirit. Uh, in that uh, uh, one, one mind striving together, uh, courageous uh, stance, 
uh, in, a, in a perilous time uh, where, uh, where it's, not, it's not easy. Uh, it, by the way, it's never been easy um, in, in any time <laughs> uh, to, uh, to be a Christian. Um, I love being a Christian, uh, but uh, you know, being, being a Christian, uh, a professing Christian, is a little bit different than being a, living a Christian life uh, and trying to be light and salt and to do the things that he's saying. It takes on a whole uh, another, uh, another thing uh, when, uh, when we do that. Our adversity, uh, again, is nothing to be compared uh, to what the early church faced, but it exists. Uh, and uh, your, your life is going to have battles. Uh, but then he said uh, he wanted complete obedience, verses 29 uh, and 30. And, uh, and uh, so God, God, te- God teaches us uh, to think about or to reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. And uh, as a Bible-believing Christian who has decided, hopefully you have, uh, that you're a living sacrifice and you want to live that way. That when you got baptized, you said you're going to walk in newness of life. That was your testimony. Uh, you're taking up your cross. You follow Jesus. You're living an exchange life. Uh, you're bearing, you're yoked up with him. Uh, you're trusting him to take care of you. Uh, and and you, uh, you realize that you're a workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works and that you're supposed to glorify God. That's your, your greatest duty. Uh, and, uh, and you've decided uh, that, uh, that you're going to do that, it's gonna, you're, you're going to have adversity. Um, but the Bible says it's nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed in you. And so there's, there's a, a part of me, I, I say it this way, if somebody slams a door, rips up a gospel track in my face or whatever, um, it's kind of like, I kind of look at it, it's like, okay, thank you. That helped me out. Uh, and you, you might think, you know, you're hurting me. I'm thinking this all in my head. Uh, oh, you're kind of funny. Yeah, you think you got one up on me, but, uh, but I know uh, that God sees that and rewards me. And, and, uh, and if, when you have that perspective, you don't, you might be put in a, you know, you might, you know, sticks and stones, you know, people call you names or whatever, and, uh, and it's, it's not always pleasant, the things that you would go through and uh, things that people would ever do or call, you know, I understand that. But as a, as a Christian, what Paul's saying to them uh, is that, you know, you're going to suffer for my sake, um, but, but don't worry and don't fret. It's all good. Um, and God's going to bless you for it. And, you know, I'd rather stand before God um, having tried and failed. Uh, to be a soul winner or whatever, than not having tried at all. Um, you know, you say, well, I'm just not good at it. You don't got to be good at it. It's not, up, it's not up to you. You just have to share it. Uh, you know, and, um, um, and you, you know, by the way, you're used to sharing stuff you don't want to share in every other area of your life. Food, snacks, ice cream, you know, um, share. We've been, you know, uh, all right, let them have the toy. From the time you, the time you could, you know, crawl, uh, you've, been, you've been forced to share things that, uh, that you didn't want to share. Uh, so you're used to it. Um, so just, just share it. It's, it's hard sometimes, but it ain't, it ain't first century church hard. 
Uh, and, uh, and we've got, you know, all the technology and the different things, and, and we can witness the people and FaceTime and uh, other side of the world, and, and we're really blessed with all of that. Uh, but uh, we, need to, we need to leverage that uh, and be better, uh, better witnesses. So if you're saved, you are an ambassador to the king. Uh, and because of that, you have a, 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 an awesome responsibility of representing him well. Uh, and our service isn't limited uh, to the times that we gather uh, for worship on Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, it's all the time. Uh, it includes your everyday life. Uh, it's not always easy, but it is the, the most rewarding uh, task uh, that you can do uh, as being an ambassador uh, for the Lord. So uh, he used uh, politics, athletics, and uh, hippologics, <laughs> uh, and uh, to teach them uh, what uh, was important uh, from a prison cell, uh, which is important for us. So hopefully you represent uh, your king well. Let's all stand tonight, and uh, we're going to maybe make a commitment to do, do that very thing, uh, to be a better um, uh, ambassador uh, for the Lord.